our message series, this new message series is called Roadmap, and it's about this idea that God's given us a roadmap to where to find the best stuff in life, how to connect with God in the best ways, the ways that change us and shape us and grow us uh, and make us uh, who God's designed us to be. It's this roadmap, right? And so every great summer trip needs a good map to the best restaurants, the best vistas, the best places, and, and a, and a a destination where you actually end up arriving where you hoped you would arrive, right? A map is so helpful. And so last week was stop number one. We talked about the Bible and how to interact with the Bible in a way that, that God can speak to us and shape us and change us and show us the best things about life. And then today, this is stop number two on the roadmap, stop two, and it's Christian community. Christian community. So, I mean, and I don't want to use the word going to church, right? Because we, we sort of talk about that a lot. I go to church, you know, and, and, and maybe you've been a person that's like, yeah, you know, I've, I, I've checked out lots of different churches or um, I, I kind of, you know, I observe different things or maybe you've even taken advantage of just awesome stuff online, right? Super cool churches, great sermons online. You could be like, yeah, I watch, you know, those, those folks online and it's awesome and I kind of go to church, you know, like on my TV, you know, or whatever. And so we kind of have this whole idea of, like, what does this mean, like, church community? And, like, how can we actually engage with church community in a way that shapes us, that changes us, that the way that God intended for us to be a part? You know, how, how can we do it in a way that makes the most sort of bang for the buck, I guess you'd say? You know, and, and I don't want to be so sort of self-serving here right off the top. It's going to kind of sound like that. But here's the thing. It's the old phrase, you get out what you put in, right? This is old classic phrase. You get out what you put in. John, JFK, right, was his famous phrase. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Um, and so I would say, like, you know, ask not what branches can do for you. Although we hope to do, we hope to be a blessing. We hope to be a place that encourages you and strengthens you in your faith, that inspires you about the goodness and beauty of God every Sunday, every week. But it's not about what branches can do for you. It's kind of like, how can you get involved in branches? What can you bring to the table at branches? I mean, all of us long for real community, a real connection. Relationships are, are, are the place where we, we grow the most. And God designed it that way. God designed it for none of us to go through life alone. He wanted us to be in community with one another. So how does that work best? Doesn't it work best when we bring ourselves to it, right? When we kind of step in with ourselves. If we kind of are reserved in the background and just kind of like, well, I'll check it out. I'll see how it is, you know? Kind of, and we can kind of throw our critiques, you know, and be like, yeah, yeah, and then we're, we skip out, you know? But if we were to bring ourselves to it and say, well, in the awkward, hum humble, challenging way this is to bring myself to this thing. It takes a little bit of faith, right? It takes a little bit of a risk to say, I'm going to bring myself to this community. I'm going to step in in a way. And the coolest thing in the world is that God will use that to shape you and change you and grow you. Who benefits the most when you bring all of yourself to the Christian community? Well, uh, not me, necessarily, not the vet's hall, you know, not branches, church. Who benefits the most is you. You benefit the most. God designed it that way on purpose for you to benefit by bringing yourself to the Christian community. Now, you might think, well, I don't have a lot to give, you know. I'm just kind of like, um, 
I don't know. I don't know what to do. How would I bring? Maybe you've had experiences in the past that have been challenging and difficult. You know, in fact, um, <clears throat> I want to read a verse. It's from Proverbs, and it's just a little thing about giving and, and how that works. Proverbs 11 says, Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. Okay, kind of poetic, you know, a little, little poetry there. You know, as, as we bring, as we water, like we're going to get, we're going to get back. And it's so much of the Bible talks about this idea that we're blessed to be a blessing. Like that's the whole mechanism. We're blessed to be a blessing. And so here's our, here's our encouraging verse. Our first, our big sort of encouraging verse for today is Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. And uh, here, here's what it says. <clears throat> it says, and, and let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, <clears throat> but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his returning is drawing near. Um, <clears throat> so here's this idea. Let's, let's think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. I have that on the screen. Do I, do I have that one on there? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, and let us not neglect meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another. I love the message paraphrase of this verse. Here, here it says, so let's do it. Remember, remember last week? Do it. Just do it. You know, let's, so let's do it. It says, full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word, talking about God. So let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out. Not avoiding worship together, as some do, but spurring each other on. I love this, this, this idea. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out. Man, how cool is that? So here's the challenge, right? This encouragement. Let's, let's do it. Let's see how inventive. Now, one other word about moralism. We talked about this last week. This temptation to do it in our own strength out of guilt or obligation or duty or trying to look good or you know I am kind of capable as a person so I should try and do this in my own strength I can do this I can give this I've failed in the past at this or I've disappointed myself and others but you know what I think I can do it this time you know come on we we like get our bootstraps on and we're like we're gonna do this um, and the problem is is that we don't let God into the equation we don't ask God to help us we don't say God I don't want to do this by myself. I want to do this with you, with your strength and your help. And so, and so that's when, when you hear stuff in the Bible like this, do it, go for it, let's do this. It means ask God for help so that you can do this with God, with God and his help. And be honest with God about your inability to do it yourself, you know, and say, God, I can't do this myself. I need your strength. I need your help. And so... That's the challenge, and I know you might be thinking, well, I, what do I bring? How, how do I, what do I do? And maybe you've had some experiences where you tried to help out or bring something and it didn't work out or you weren't sure it didn't seem to fit or whatever. Well, here's think three quick things that God's given all of us that we get to bring to the community. Three things. We've all been given these from God. He's like gifted these things to us. We couldn't create these things on our own. They're God's gifts, and we have them because God gave them to us. And then we get to decide what to do with them. We're like managers of these gifts. We're like stewards of these things that God's given us. And the first one is time. All of us have been given 
time, 24 hours in a day, right? We all have it. Now we all have this time. Some of us might say, oh man, I'm busy. I'm slammed. I got so much stuff going on. You don't know how much little time I have, right? And other people might be like, oh no, you know, I'm carving out some space. I got, I got a little bit of time here and there. Or maybe you run into a day where you're like, I got all this time today. This is so cool. And so here's this thing. We've been given time. And so the, the encouragement is to take a portion of that time and bring it to the community, right? Just like Dane was saying, these connections, these like hangouts, right? Just being with each other is so awesome and it shapes us and changes us when we spend the time to be with each other. We're gonna do a cool thing outside of Sunday mornings. This is a time that we give, this hour and a half or so to hang out on Sunday mornings. We give this time. Some of us get to serve on teams and so we, we get here earlier or whatever and there's different things during the week. We're rolling out a brand new thing, a brand new initiative here at Branches in the fall, so in a few weeks and we'll be highlighting it as these weeks come on and it is small groups. We're gonna get to start our first round of small groups here at Branches. Small groups are small groups that meet in homes during the week and we're going to start in the middle of September and have like a semester, end around middle of November. So about 10 weeks or so, we're going to do small groups. And we're going to invite you to a bunch of different ones. They're going to be different places, different times, different topics. Um, there's going to be some guys group, girls group. There's going to be co-ed groups. going to be a young marrieds or newly engaged type of group. Um, all sorts of kind of things. And we're ex so excited to invite you to those groups. And invite. Let, let's step in. Let's try it. And let's give of our time. Uh, and see how we benefit from that. Small groups are so powerful because they, um, they help us, well, they help us take some time with the Bible. These groups are going to be based on the Bible, so we're going to get to study it, learn more about the Bible. They're, they're incredible places to be connected with each other in deeper ways than ever before. We get to know people, and we get to be known. And we get to be known and loved. So powerful. It's a place for prayer an extended place where you can bring your prayer requests to a group of friends where they can pray for you, where you get to pray for others, giving of yourself, giving of your time, right? It's a place of support where you can get protection, you can get help, you can get advice. Some of our best, longest lifetime friends, Heidi and I, came out of our first small groups as a newly married couple. We joined a church and they had young marrieds, no kids group. Um, it was like... <laughs> Young marrieds, no kids. So, and they had, a, they had a dual income group or single income group. It was really interesting. Anyway, you could have all these varieties. It was this big church and all these varieties. So we went to this group, and there was all sorts of different ages of people, some el elderly types, you know, seniors, you know, retired folks. And then there was, like, middle-aged people, and we were just brand new. We were, like, early 20s, and we were, like, we just had so many questions about life and about how to put a refrigerator into a kitchen. I mean, I didn't know how to like angle things and there's like, you know, how do you move? We had to move a, a house and we we're like, okay. And then when we had our first kids, like all these things that a small group helped us with, gave us encouragement and advice. And now to this day, they are our lifelong friends. They were like, remember that group we had back in 1994? Like we, our lives changed because of those relationships. So it's so powerful. It's a chance also in a small group for us to share our story with others, to, to reach out. And even as a group, as a team, to say, well, how can we bless others as a group, as a community, right? So, so many powerful things about small groups. And I'm going to invite you to that. Consider your time. You know, what is that? And, and how can you give that back to God? Another thing we've all been given is talent. Now, you might say, 
I don't know, man. You know, I, maybe you compare yourself and you're like, that person's talented. You know, I, I, I got like a little bit of talent. You know, I'm kind of like a jack of all trades. I do a little bit of some things. I don't really have a lot of talent. But I'm telling you, you guys all have talent. God has gifted you with some amazing gifts, some amazing talents. And maybe you've gotten a chance to express those and see them work. Maybe you haven't. Maybe it's sort of been like maybe tamped down or there hasn't been opportunities for you to step out and, and try it. And this is what this community, this church community is designed for you to do, to get to step out and try it. There's this verse, 1 Peter 4.10. Here's this truth. This is what the Bible says. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. So we've all been given a gift, and the reason for the gift is to serve one another, to, to, to bring it, you know, to offer it up. And, and here at, at this community, we've designed it for that very reason. That's why we have the teams that we have to help put this thing together. Like this, this morning comes together because of People that pick up a trailer and drive it over, you know, and people who meet the trailer in the morning and unload all the TVs and gear and set up the chairs. Teams that help put the hospitality out and make the espresso machine work and make the flyers and, and then teams that turn the TVs on and, and, you know, make the sound work and all that. Teams who play the music and, and teams who put every part of this together. The kids ministry, we've got young kids up above and then older kids down below right now learning about God diving into like the truth of who they are, uh, people that are helping shape the next generation right now in this moment. And that's because of teams, people saying, I'll try it. I'll give it a shot. I think I might be able to be okay at that. I'll, I'll give it a shot. And this is, this is how we've designed it so that you can join a team. And we just invite you, consider it. If you haven't joined a team yet, Think about some of the teams you see doing stuff around here and just talk to them. Be like, so tell me about this. What, what do you do? You know, kind of thing. Or talk to Heidi or me or anyone and be like, I'm kind of like, I'd like to try something. What should I try? You know, and like, all right, this is like a sandbox that we get to all play in and try things out. You know, and maybe you're on a team right now and you've been serving for, you for some months or maybe weeks on a team and you're like, I, I don't want to say that I'm not feeling like this team is a fit for me because I don't want to like, you know, disappoint people, but I'm feeling that God is inviting me to this other kind of team, and I think I should try that, but I don't want to tell Justin, no, tell me, say yes, I'm ready to, you know, if, be, be bold and courageous and say, I think God's asking me to do this, or I think I'm feeling God kind of directing me in this way, or hey, I want to try this other team because, I don't know, something's on my heart about that. That, that's how this works. We get to practice, we get to play, we get to offer our gifts, our talents to God, and watch what he'll do. Like, it'll blow you away uh, when you give God uh, your talent and offer it back to him. You know, the, the other last third thing that we've all been given is treasure. You kind of hear that phrase, time, talent, and treasure. And, and treasure truly is a thing that we all, in some degree or another, have been given by God, these resources by God. Um, some of us have been maybe blessed and we have lots of resources. Some of us say, well, man, I'm just like barely making it, you know, and it is really hard. I'm sort of trying to figure out my finances, all that kind of stuff. I don't feel like I got a lot of resources. But we've all been given something from God. And what's so cool is that God doesn't ask us to equally give of our treasure. He asks us to proportionately give. So he says, hey, proportionately, like, like whatever God's given you, 
what about letting God like get back like some for his work, whatever you feel is he's leading you in. You know, the Bible talks about 10% as an idea. So, you know, if you're like, let's say you made 500 bucks a month, you'd be like, well, $50 this month, I want to use for God's work. I want to say, God, do it. Do your awesome stuff with this. And it's so fun when we get to participate, when we get to put a little bit in to the pot and say, God, would you use it? It changes us. It, it, it makes all the difference. There's a, a verse in Luke 6 in the message paraphrase says, giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. So when we're generous, man, our lives become generous. Our hearts become full. When we give, right, giving, it does a few things. It draws us closer to God. Matthew 6 reminds us where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Your heart will be also. So where we put our treasure, our focus, right, it just kind of focuses our life that way. But when we take portions of our treasure and say, God, would you use this for your kingdom? All of a sudden, our heart just kind of goes in that direction. We get lifted up by it. We get encouraged. Also, giving's a remedy to materialism. Um, there's a, a verse in 1 Timothy. It's pretty challenging. Here it is in the message. Tell those. So this is to preachers like myself, this encouragement. This, this word says, all right, preachers, you guys who help lead churches, Tell those rich in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money, which is here today and gone tomorrow. Tell them to go after God, who piles on all the riches we could ever manage, to do good, to be rich in helping others, to be extravagantly generous. If they do that, they'll build a treasury that will last, gaining life that is truly life. So here's this challenge, right? Go after God. Go after God. Do, be rich in helping others. Be extravagantly generous. And you're going to get in on this life, this life that's truly life. When we give, our faith is strengthened. Just like, just like Angie talked about this morning, like our faith gets strengthened when we say, God, I want to trust you, right? I want to trust you with a portion. Honor the Lord by giving him a first part of your income, and he will fill your barns with overflowing, Proverbs 3 says. So God... It's not like a transactionary thing, right? Where you say, well, I gave $50 this month. Where's my 50 bucks back from heaven? Like it's going to come in my account or I'm like watching it. Come on, come on. Um, that's not really quite how it works. But it's this idea of God being generous to us and God like blessing us and, and growing our heart in the process. Giving's an investment in eternity. Like it's like, God, this is for your work forever. Because God's work changes lives. It changes lives forever. It helps people in their trajectory, uh, their eternal trajectory. One thing about giving around here in a Christian community is it's thoughtful. So here's, here's this challenging verse, another one from 2 Corinthians. Remember, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. Okay, then he says, I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind what you will give. That'll protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. So it's thoughtful. It's not manipulative. It's not comparison. It's not like any of those weird things. A healthy practice of giving isn't based on sob stories and arm twisting, right? It's saying, God, I've decided that I want to, this is what I'm going to do between you and me, God. It's cheerful. You see this kind of cheerfulness in it. It's sacrificial and it's expectant. Like we say, God, 
I trust you. You're going to do cool stuff in my life. Another thing is it's anonymous. You know, the Bible tells us we don't walk around saying, look what I gave, you know, and hey, this is my thing, and check, check it out, you know. But we're like, we, we just say, this is you and me, God, and I'm gonna, I want to give to your work. And, man, watch what happens when we give of our treasure. So we, in, a, in a ways, we've all been given these things, time, talent, treasure, to varying degrees. And, and we get a chance to say, God, you've given me these things. Um, how can I give them back to you? How can I use them, manage them, steward them well? Um, because here's the thing, right? Who benefits the most when you give yourself to Christian community? You do. You benefit the most. My salary doesn't change by your giving. You know, if there's a good Sunday, it's like, yeah, bonus for Justin. Like, none of that works out like that, right? We're, we're, we're a nonprofit, 501c3. It's this tax-deductible gifts that go to a general fund that's managed by a board of directors and a secretary treasurer who they set all those things, salaries and budgets, and they plan the 2023 budget and say, this is what we want to do for God and his work. And it's a budget that's based on faith a little bit. It's saying, hey, this is, the way, this is what we dream we want to do. And as people chime in and join in, hopefully we'll get to do all this stuff for God. That, that's kind of this, this passion, this, the way that it's put together. And, and we trust God to do it. And again, like we aren't an organization that's designed to function through outside grants or big angel investors. Like none of those things. It's designed for every person to contribute a little bit, right? Every person to play a part. Because we wouldn't want to not invite people to play a part because then who misses out? You miss out, right? You miss out on playing a part by getting a chance to be involved. I remember when Heidi and I first started sharing about this church plant and we started sharing about the vision and we would, it was on Zoom because it was COVID and we would Zoom all our friends and we'd say, we're going to move to Arcata and we're going to start this church and we feel like God wants to do something so cool. Would you consider partnering with us? And, and it's, a lot of those calls were about financial partnership. Would you help us like get things started, get us off the ground? We were so nervous about these asks because we thought it would just be like really hard to kind of say the ask and say, and it turned out totally the opposite. It was so amazing how many people said, thank you so much for telling me about this opportunity, and thank you for inviting me to get to participate with this, to get to play a part in this. We were like just so blown away, so encouraged. And it's been a thing in our lives like through the years that we've been able to grow in that way, to experience the joy of giving. Man, that's our hope that you guys would experience the joy in giving. That's how it's designed. It's designed to work like that. This whole community is just put together so that you could take your time, what you have, bring it to this community, make it have this moments, these moments that shape you and change you, where you could bring your, your talent, you know, whatever it is, it's maybe just growing or just developing or it's something you've matured over decades and you're bringing it and you're offering it and God's using it to help people and encourage people and taking your treasure and saying, God, I'm going to give you a portion of this treasure so that you can do your awesome stuff in the world. We get a chance to do this and, and we, we grow the most through it. That's how Christian community works the best. That's how it's designed to work. That's how we engage with it. So there's a couple practical steps, right, this week. One of them is check out the small groups. Be praying about it. What small group might you want to join, you know, for this fall season? Think about that and kind of be praying about it as you hear in the next few weeks about small groups. Another thing is maybe the teams. You know, encourage you. Think about some teams. What are some teams I could do? And it's not every Sunday that you serve, but like maybe one Sunday a month or maybe two. I'll, I'll like do this thing and help out in this way. 
Man, how cool would that be if so, so many more of us could jump in on this? And then, and then our treasure to consider, God, how do you want to use that for your purposes, your mission? But before you do any of those things, there's a first step. You can't do any of those things until you pray and talk to God about it. You can't do any of those things because I'm like a persuasive speaker or really enthusiastic. And you're like, okay, I got to do it. Justin's like all into this. No, 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 right? Don't forget all of my enthusiasm. Just say, God, you and me, God, forget all that, like doing good, being good, looking good, um, trying to put my life together so it looks good for others. No, God, what do you want me to do? God, and, and how can I do it with you? Because none of these things, time, talent, and treasure, none of these things... Um, are natural for us to want to give and be generous for, for many of us. And it's just, it's just natural for us to, to not really do it. And so it's like, God, well, how do you want to help me with that? How do you want to grow me with that? God, I want to do that with you. So that's the first prayer, to just say, God, we pause and we say, God, how do you want to help me? And God, here I am. And honestly, God, I don't want to do this stuff. You know, maybe you just want to be honestly, this is hard, you know, if it is. And you might just say, God, this is the honesty of my heart. So help me, help me grow in this because I know it's for my good. I know it's designed for my good. So God, help me in that. Man, when we follow God's example of giving, we get in on this pathway that Jesus marked out for us. Jesus, who is the ultimate example of giving. He gave it all for us. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. So God the Father is a giving Father from, from heaven, and God sends his Son. He gave his Son, Jesus. And this good news, the good news of Jesus, is all about how Jesus gave it all for us, how Jesus sacrificed it all, the ultimate demonstration of the generous nature of God. It's found in Jesus. And Mark 10 says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's what Jesus did. Jesus came. He gave of his time. He said, I'm going to go to earth and spend 33 years, you know, with humans, and I'm going to live this perfect life with them. He spent this time with the disciples, his team, and training and mentoring them hours and days and days and days, giving up his time. Jesus gave his talent. You know, he was a woodworker. He did that to support himself and his family in his early years. And then he steps out in this teaching and healing, this work, this mission, giving, like just giving his, the talent God gave him to heal and to teach and to declare the good news of God. Jesus went for it 100%, right? And then Jesus even gave his treasure. He stepped down from this heaven, this beautiful, glorious place. And Philippians 2 shares a beautiful picture of what, what this was. It says, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. And when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Jesus gave it all for us. He lived this perfect life, giving it all. And then, and then he takes the punishment we deserve. I mean, he didn't deserve any of it. But he says, I want to stand in that place so that I take the, the brunt of this whole thing, our disengagement from God, our refusal to follow God in his ways, our determination to do our own thing. 
Jesus steps into that place for us, the punishment of that being death and separation from God. Jesus says, oh, no, no, no. I want to stand in their place, take the punishment so that we can get this second chance, this grace, this connection with God, all because of Jesus, giving it all away. And he invites us in our lives to, to live a life of generosity and giving. It's the way we're designed, and we get to step into how he's wired us, put us together when we do that. One powerful example of community is, is communion. And so this morning, we wanted to close with a time of communion. There's bread in these bowls and a little bit of grape juice in this bowl. And it's a chance to remember is with a band. In fact, I'll invite the band to come up if you guys wouldn't mind. Come on up, band. And as the band begins to play in a moment, we're going to invite you just as you are to kind of stand and to come forward and invite you to take a piece of bread, this example of Jesus' body broken for us, on the cross, giving his life for us. And we invite you to dip it in the grape juice and then to eat it as an example of saying, Jesus, you gave it all for me. A, a chance of saying thank you to God for what he's done. Thank you to Jesus for what he's done for you. And so, and so we just invite you. You don't have to be a part of any denomination or if you're visiting today, you can take communion. It's just an act of belief and trust to say, Jesus, I wanna put my trust in you. And Jesus, I want to say thank you for what you did for me on the cross. I want to say thank you for giving in the biggest ways your time, your talent, your treasure, bringing it all to me so that I could live this life that I don't deserve, uh, but that you give. Um, so I want to invite you to do that. The band's going to, yeah, they're going to play in a moment. I'll pray for us. Could I do that? Pray for you guys, and then, and then we'll sing together and take communion together. God. Thank you so much for the ways that you model in a bigger way than we could ever do. You model this generosity. You model giving to us more than we could ever deserve or earn. And, and you invite us through grace over and over and over again to practice generosity. So many of us, me included, honestly sometimes not that good at being generous and sometimes get trapped and trying to hold on to things because i think that's where security comes from or that's where i find my safety but god you just keep forgiving and you keep inviting us through your grace to test you out to say god uh, i want to put my trust in you and I believe God's voice to all of us this morning would be, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust me enough to bring me yourself, to, to bring the gifts that I've given you, to let them make a difference in the lives of others and community? So God, help us. Help us to trust you. You're trustworthy. You're good. You show us the way and your grace covers and guides us and leads us and may may your grace do that this morning in a fresh way here at branches may you inspire us uh, to give and to step forward and in generosity and and see what you might do in and through us as we see yes to you god yes to you in whatever way you're calling us whatever way you're inviting us in jesus name amen